Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we now delve into our series, The Hills Have Size. This is season two, episode eight. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yes. And this episode was not enough. It was kind of a lackluster blast. <laughs> it was nowhere near enough. No. <laughs> Uh, oh my so God. we open pre-theme song with Spencer and Heidi at lunch, I guess. Yeah. Um, the only thing that was consequential to me about this was that Spencer was wearing this ridiculously ugly necklace that looked like it was made of caramel corn. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it almost looked like a metal necklace of the version he had on last episode, but like beige. Yeah. It looked like it was yeah. either made of caramel corn or frosted flakes or like yeah. it was very weird and gross and dumb. Well, and... this whole thing is just so fake now that Heidi keeps saying like, well, I could go do this with you, but I need to spend more time with Lauren. Yeah. So he asks her to go to Santa Barbara and she says, well, I need to spend more time with Lauren. And he's kind of like, whatever, like the rest of us, that doesn't like, I don't, the whole thing doesn't make sense. And then she just gets up from the table and sits in his lap and he just kisses her neck and says, how cute are you today? And that's where that ends. Yeah. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Blah. (laughs) Um, then we have a theme song, then we go into Teen Vogue, yep. where Lisa Love Fembot is turning it out behind the desk, and she I says... I always wonder why I'm in fall and you guys are in summer. Spring. 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 I'm always dressed for fall, you guys are dressed for spring. Because they're both wearing summer dresses. I had in my notes that Lauren looks like she's wearing a bathing suit cover-up. Which makes sense, because it's supposed to be, like, November. Or December. Like, I mean, it makes sense that Lisa Love would say that. Yeah. Because Lisa Love is wearing, like, a leather jacket. And, like, and... a shirt underneath. Yeah. So, it, it is a little... I mean, it's LA. Yeah. It's always warm, but... But still. Lauren looks like she put that on after she got up from the pool. It's, yeah. like, a yellow eyelet print with, like, white stitching. And it's Lauren and Whitney. And it's strapless. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. And it was a diss. Like, it full on... It wasn't yeah. even just, like... Yeah. Oh, I'm making an observation. It was, like, you guys are dressed inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I agree. Um, although I loved Whitney's outfit. Even we always was, love Whitney's outfit. And but one, even though it was easily inappropriate, it was like this adorably printed dress. Did you notice the print on the table to the right of Whitney? In Lisa Love's office or the closet? In Lisa Love's office. No. Um, it said love. <laughs> it was nice. a heart. And it said love in giant letters. Love yes, it. Lisa Perfect. Love. Um, so then she tells Lauren and Whitney that they will be working a photo shoot with Lauren Howell, uh-huh. who works for Vogue, as we met, um, we sort of heard of her briefly in season one. Um, and she also does work for Teen Vogue and Men's Vogue, which I didn't even know was a thing. It is, yes. Okay. Um, and she said she's someone you could learn a lot from if you pay attention. <laughs> Again, little dig. Little dig. Yeah. Um, so then they go back to the closet and Lauren sort of says like, how many summers did you work for W? Because Whitney did work for W magazine and Whitney worked for W for three summers and Inter- now has yeah. worked for Teen Vogue for two, two. years. Yeah. So Lauren, Lauren says, you must be so over it. And Whitney says, I'm just ready to be more than someone's intern. Now, the other thing is, it, it, I didn't think W was based in LA. I thought it was based in New York. They probably have an LA office yeah, she worked in though. Um, but good for her. Cause at this point, Whitney's probably 21. She's, she's probably a junior. And that means she's been like interning since she was in high, high school, school in fashion. Which makes me think, do we know anything about her parents? She must have some kind of connection. 
Uh, I forget what her parents do. I don't think they're like in the business, but I think they're, you know, they're almost like Spencer's parents. She, her dad's like a dentist or something. She like has that. a connection somehow though, because yeah. there's no way that like you're inter- you're interning at W magazine when you're a junior in high school. Well, I think she also went to a nice high school and she's just a go getter. Yeah, true. Like as we've seen, obviously she went to Paris. <laughs> yeah, she did go to Paris. Yeah. Um, so that's all that happens at Teen Vogue. Well, and now, and the other thing I was, I was, two things to say about the closet. One was I was very impressed that in the back, because this was so boring, I noticed the back of the closet, the, one of the clothing racks was arranged beautifully by color. Ooh. Like not by, but it literally all, all color and it was gorgeous. Way was to go stunning. ladies. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. That's good. And then, um, well then when we're still in the closet, when Lauren Howell comes down to talk to them. Yes. And, and um, she spells her name L-A-W-R-E-N. Annoying. Lauren. Yeah, annoying. <laughs> and um, I wrote down that um, she looks like Angie Harmon. Yes. A lot like Angie Harmon. Yeah. Um, she was stunning. I mean, very New York looking. Flawless. I thought her style was nice. I mean, she's got that like overly thin kind of yeah. bird face happening. But Yeah. I don't know. She's, she seems very stuck up though. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's not a nice she's, person. I don't want to hang suppo- out with her. Yeah, she's supposed to be stuck up and she fits the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the apartment. Oh, well, first I want to add uh, one little thing is that yeah. they're talking about all the stuff that Lauren has told them they have to do. Lauren Howell has told them they have to do for oh. the shoot. And, um, they are, there's going to be a lot of steaming and Lauren, LC uh, obviously does not want to do it. And Whitney says, I'll do it. I'm the steaming queen. No, no, She's, no. Whitney says, I don't want to steam. And Lauren says, I'll do it. And Whitney says, thanks. I've done enough steaming referring oh, to her see, five seasons. Oh, I got it wrong. Then yeah, I thought she said she, I got it totally backwards. Okay. Lauren was like, don't worry. I'll do it. Got it. Yeah. Well, I, that really is, I think what fashion interns do is they steam things. Oh, I'm sure. Like steam things, <laughs> yeah. lay out the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that sure. gets old. So now we're at the apartment. In Lauren and Heidi's apartment, and um, Lauren sitting on the couch. Lauren's had a lot of lonely time on the couch, like the past like seven episodes. That's like fucking. I either I know I'm talking about this before. That couch is horrible. No, but even like the end of season one until now, like we've just seen a lot of shots of Lauren like sitting on the couch waiting for people to come home. That should be her biggest regret about this is buying that goddamn couch that yeah. just looks like it's moss ridden. I almost prefer the fraternity couch. Yes. With cushions missing. Yes. Yeah. Color wise. Um, so anyway, Heidi like breezes through the door. She's wearing the same green sweater we saw a few episodes ago, but wearing it with different jeans. Mm-hmm. She's wearing it with kind of like a slouchy, ripped up denim. And she goes upstairs and starts like packing things. And Lauren follows her upstairs in her Juicy Couture white velour pants yep. and white tank top and says, what are you doing? And Heidi says, I think I'm going to Santa Barbara for a few days, which I find interesting. Just say you are going to Santa Barbara for a few days. You're already putting clothes in a suitcase. And, um, she says, do you want to come? And Lauren says, well, who are you going to Santa Barbara with? And she said, Spencer. And then Lauren says, do you think I want to go to Santa Barbara for a few days? Which, touche. Obviously. Yeah, Heidi, don't be stupid. Um, and she said she's coming back on Monday. So presumably this is now Saturday. I don't she remember said she she's, said if she's coming back on Monday, but she said, do you want to hang out on Monday? Let's have a Lauren and Heidi So she day. said, I'll be gone for two nights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she said, when I get back, we should have a Lauren and Heidi night. We should get our nails done. We should get massages. And Lauren just kind of says like, okay. And then when Heidi leaves, she says, call me anytime the night, no matter what you need. Okay. I'll answer my phone. Bye. It's like, what? But you're okay. You're going to be in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Like I cut my finger off. Come, come help. Yeah. What could I possibly <laughs> need from you? Um, and then we go back to the Grove. 
my friend Ellie, the epitome of Los Angeles, the Grove, <laughs> and Lauren and Audrina are walking across the very same bridge that we saw her at the sucking, Christmas episode, sucking face with Jason, um, and they're just BSing about how this guy that works at Epic Records asked Audrina out on a date, and Chris was that his name? Chris, yes, and. He has four roommates, one is single, and Audrina thinks that Lauren should go out with one of the roommates, and they'll do a big group thing. And Lauren says, well, as long as it's not a double date, I'll go. Which, fast forward to two scenes from now, they're on a double date. Yeah, and that was never addressed again, which was weird. Yeah, and then Lauren has a line where she says, like, I'm so pathetic, I'm that friend. I don't think Lauren has ever been that friend. She doesn't know what it's like to be the single one in a group of friends at all. Yeah. I and I don't is, feel bad. Yeah, I think this is new territory for her. But And I, I also find it hard to believe... And it, I thought it was weird that there was like not a single mention of Brody in this episode. Like, I thought she was hot pants for him. It was just strange. I don't... Again, this seems out of order. Yeah, really out of this order. This seems... Like, when I said when Lawrence first starts dating Brody and I said... I wonder if Lawrence dated anyone else before she dates Brody. This seemed like it was before that. Yeah. It does. Probably was. Yeah. Yeah. It probably was. Yeah. Well, because that's true. If... And maybe Heidi went to Santa Barbara with Spencer before them too. And then he came to the club with Audrina for all we know. Well, actually we have proof of this because we know that Jen Bunny's birthday was in the end of November. Correct? November, established... November 9th. November 9th. Okay. So they're at the Grove. We did not see any Halloween decorations. We didn't see any Thanksgiving stuff. We didn't see any no holiday Christmas nothing. Things. Yeah. So it had to have been like early October. Yeah. I mean, the, the, as we know, we see the Grove likes to decorate. So oh, yeah. yeah, it for sure was before Jen's birthday. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so then we have a brief cutaway to um, Spencer and Heidi in Santa Barbara walking, walking along on the, the beach, beach talking about Jason. Which is really odd to me because Spencer never met Jason. And they're, I don't know, I just, my note says that they're comparing him to Jason and I don't remember why, but it is that strange. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's oh, Spencer says like, well, if Lauren was away for the weekend with Spencer, do you, does she think you would care? Which is kind of fair. Heidi probably wouldn't care. But at the same time, like, the comparison's just really bizarre. Well, but I can see Heidi, like, in off-camera time with Spencer being like, I don't understand. Like, I supported... Jason was so horrible to her, and I was sports, and I was nice, and you're nice to me, and she's not... So I'm sure that he's heard about Jason. The only thing I have about this, because I was zoned out because it's so boring, was that um, I thought it was weird that they were walking on the beach, and Heidi's jeans were rolled up, and Spencer's weren't, and they were dragging through the sand and the water, and it was gross. I have the same note. Yeah. That is disgusting. That means his pants were practically ruined and gross. Yeah. Yes. It was weird. Ew. And then Heidi has this little moment where she says, I love Santa Barbara. It's like, yeah, everyone loves when they get to go away and forget their life. Yeah. Like, with their romantic partner. Like, what? Um, and then we go back to Vogue. Yep. Oh, and we forgot to mention that earlier in the office with Lisa Love and Whitney, the shoot they're doing is going to be for teens, is Teen Vogue. And Whitney offers up her younger sister, Jade. Oh, yeah. And says, I think she might be good. So then we now meet Jade. Yeah. She looks like a younger version of Whitney, slightly less cute, but very pretty. I put Jade not cute. Yeah. I don't think she... I mean, not. I don't, I'm not being a dick or mean or terrible. Yeah. She's not hideously ugly. I just don't think that she's anything special. <laughs> My note says Jade, period, Whitney's cuter, period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is. I mean, Jade's just not that cute. But I will say that I think a lot of models 
that we know as pretty, whether runway or print models, when you see them in life, they're actually kind of odd looking. Well, that's because I, and I've worked with a lot of models and that's because runway models are generally beautiful in person. Print models are the ones that can look weird because some people just photograph well. Yeah. And so maybe she just photographs But also like sometimes like couture runway models look very manly. Because they're so thin and so bony and kind of like square that if I saw them on the street, I don't know that I would think anything of them as like a beauty. Fair enough. I would never find them ugly, but you know, like it would, they're not exactly striking, if that makes sense. Well, but see, I disagree because I think that that manly look can be, I mean, maybe I'm looking at it from a different perspective because I've done editorial work in terms of fashion shoots and photos, stuff like that. But like Jade to me just read nothing. Like, I wouldn't look at her twice. Yeah, I mean, she looks kind of like a teen, like, Urban Outfitters model. Because those people that you're talking with, those control people, if you saw them walking down the street, you may not look at them twice like a model, but I bet you would look at them twice like that person's weird looking or interesting looking. That's fair. But, like, I was thinking of, like, Cara Delvine, right? I love her. I think she's, I think she's so pretty. But then, like, when you look at how she dresses in normal life with, like, her high top sneakers and her huge eyebrows and no makeup and her, like, ugly hooded sweatshirts, if I was in New York and she walked right by me... I'd be like, who's that little lesbian in the hoodie? Like, I would have... Yeah, You know I what I mean? I mean, it's just... But Jade's face just Whereas to me. when I see her in head-to-toe Chanel with makeup on, I'm like, she's gorgeous yeah. and she rules. But we saw Jade later made up and I know. still... Well, yeah. I wasn't meaning to defend Jade, <laughs> I appreciate the conversation about models and I could talk about it for far too long. Um, so this is actually Whitney's biggest outfit fail to date, yeah. I think. It's not good. And I feel bad that I joked with Frank that... She looks like a chemo patient, but I'm sorry. I have personal experience and I stand by it. Except that she has gorgeous flowing blonde hair sticking out of her ugly cap. But she's wearing a little knitted cap with like flowers on the side. Mm -hmm. And a white tunic that really does almost look like a hospital gown because it's not cinched at the waist at all. And the hat is also white. So she, it's just wrong. It's just ugly. I don't. I'm sorry, Whitney, you've been so great up until now, but it's bad. And I feel like if she lost one or the other, it would have been fine. If it was the hat paired with a different top or the top paired with no hat, I think it would have been fine. It was together that it was bad. Yep. And Lauren's actually wearing, again, they're both kind of out of season because Whitney's wearing a hat and like something that goes, a shirt that covers her arms basically. And Lauren is wearing another strapless dress, which is actually kind of cute. It's like black and white striped. And then what is she wearing in her hair, Frank? Oh, of course, she's wearing her giant black python headband that she loves. So, should we make a prediction? How many seasons do we think we see that headband? Oh, I'm going to go all. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Let's put it down. I'm going to go all seasons. Season four? Yeah. She probably still wears it to this day. She probably wore it at her wedding. (laughs) I can go back through the photos and check. That's what she's going to leave to her children, that goddamn headband. (laughs) It's just a headband with like a check wrapped around it. (laughs) Um, so that's all I had about Team Vogue. Yeah, not much. And so then we fast forward to Audrina and Heidi's date. Yep. I'm not Heidi. I'm sorry. Um, Audrina and Lauren's date with Chris and Blake, the hockey player. Yes. And Lauren is touching up her bronzer in the car. Yes, she is. Just a little, (laughs) just a little dash on the nose. They're dwelling on the fact that he's a hockey player. And they kept saying that. And I'm assuming, I should have looked up if he was like on the LA Kings, like, farm team or something. got to be. I mean, there's no way yeah. he's living in a house with three other dudes if he's like yeah. on the A team, but he's probably like B or C league, I would imagine. And if he's dating Lauren Conrad and like going to a nice restaurant, he must kind of be somebody. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he could be B league. 
Yeah. Like, definitely. Yeah. Um, now, I thought that he looked a lot like Brian, Jordan's old roommate, Brian. I thought they looked a lot alike. I mean, he's a better version, better yeah. looking version. He did, I thought, for someone who just stopped dating Jason Waller, there was a slight similarity to Jason. Like, dark hair, no no chin strap, but just, like, that dark hair, spiky, bedhead look. And he had, like, a hooded sweatshirt on and, like, a t-shirt with some printed shit on it. There was some similarities he see he i i see where you're going with that but to me read much more brian than than jason his clothing was more similar to jason i'm not saying i think he's cuter than jason i don't but if you had to pick both out of a lineup as like if you if you were to say lauren has a type yeah yeah fair enough yeah now i immediately fell in love with brian because like I'm sorry, Blake. Um, I immediately <laughs> fell in love with Blake because um, he was so dessert-centric, I couldn't even handle it. Yep. They are talking about what to order. He's like, maybe we should just get dessert. Yep. He talked about dessert the whole time. He said, I hope they just have one of those dessert carts. Carts, yes. He was yeah. obsessed with dessert. Yep. I bet he could, like, house some fucking chocolate lava cake like a champ. Like, I... Like, like everyone. Like, everyone. Um, he... Yeah. <laughs> like, I, w- I was down with this dude. So, yeah. He was fine. I thought the date overall was pretty boring, but Lauren had a few like very anti-feminist lines that kind of made me hurl. And she said like, I just want to meet my Prince Charming, which vomit all over town. Stop it. My husband is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I've never once referred to him as my Prince Charming. Get a grip. That's gross. This is not a Disney movie. But it fits her whole life and aesthetic. This, I know. like, planning to marry Jason Ugh. at 18. I mean, like, it just matches her whole life. Like... It's just... Come on. Come on. You're on TV getting caught saying that. The interesting thing about it, though, is that, like, a little sidebar and fast forward is that as much as she's so guy-centric, and Lauren is now married in real life. Yeah. But... To her Prince Charming. To her Prince Charming. But it didn't seem to match the rest of her life. I mean, she really did go on to, like, build a great career by herself and for herself in many fashion lines. I know. So it's kind of depressing to see her pushing forth this, like, I need a man bullshit. I mean, maybe she's just 21. Yeah, true. And when I was that age, I had never dated anybody, so I was just, like, dumb and it didn't exist to me. (laughs) But, so the other thing that... I thought was kind of interesting is that she's carrying the Chanel bag from Jason on another date. Again, like when she went out with Brody for the first time, I dwelled on the fact that it's like kind of a bad omen. I second that. Don't ever not carry that bag. It's beautiful. Carry it all you want. But something about like a first date with like a new boyfriend where you carried this like treasured gift from your previous boyfriend who you had a wedding date set with. Sorry, that's a little odd. Well, but I kind of respect it just because it's an expensive bag. I think it's her signature bag. Like, it seems like it's the one she carries all the time. She carries it every and season I from now on. I think she's just like, you know, fuck it. Like, this is my $8 million purse and I'm fucking carrying it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, so then they they have this, like, table conversation. They ask where all of them are from. And they're pretty much from the L.A. area, for better or for worse. And Yeah, he, the boys said they were from, like, an hour and a half north. Agora Hills. Yeah. Yeah. And Blake asked Lauren where she's from, which I thought was kind of coy, like he doesn't know. And she says, I grew up in Orange County. And he says, where? And she says, um, Laguna Beach? Like, you don't... It was kind of like, you don't know me? Like, Uh and it seemed kind of false that he was asking, but I thought it was sweet that he asked at the same time. And he was like, oh, my parents rented a house there last summer. It's so beautiful down there. And she kind of like seemed flattered by that, I guess. I don't know. Um... And then Audrina's date, who is not cute. No. 
And Audrina slays some hot men, and he's very low on the list. Yeah, no, not good. No. And he says, like, oh, hey, I was at the club the other night, and I ran into that guy Spencer. And there's clearly a story they cut out about Spencer, which really bugs me because I want to know what was said. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. So basically, I think he saw Spencer out with like another chick or something. No, because I think they would have full on put that. I think it had something to do with drugs or like... I I don't know. But if this was out of order, I don't know. Yeah, but... Because I feel like the whole plot line this season is Spencer's a dick and Spencer's cheating on Heidi and Spencer's like... So I think if they'd seen Spencer with another girl, they would have cut that in. Maybe. Um... But then the boys kind of end the date and say, like, we should go to Cafe Sushi sometime. And we, we don't see until they're leaving that they were at the W. Yeah. Which... Hotel. Yeah. So, I don't... Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and they talk about that, but then Blake says, I didn't ask for her number. Like, he made a mistake. Well... I think he chickened out. But it, it, it could be interpreted a couple ways, because the way he said it, it almost... It could either go that way or, like, oh, I didn't ask for her number. Like, the vo- there wasn't a lot of voice inflection, so it really yeah, could have gone either way. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. We never see that guy again, so... Um, <laughs> so then we're at the Teen Vogue shoot, which is actually the last scene of this super boring episode. Well, and I... Well, we're there in the car, and yeah. I... The only note I have on this is that, like, Elsie is rocking the Dior shades and a beautiful scarf. She oh, looks flawless. On the way and, to the shoot. And, yeah, and Whitney's oh, yeah. actually wearing Dior sunglasses I did, as well. too. I, my note says Dior sunglasses times two, and Lauren's wearing a different headscarf. It's white with blue polka dots. Yeah, it's cute. Yep. Um... And Lauren Howell, the editor of Vogue, keeps calling everybody kid. So when Whitney brings her sister to the photo shoot, Jade, who's going to model, she says, Jade, why don't you get in hair and makeup with the other kids? Okay, now, I you took umbrage with this while the episode was going on. I didn't say anything. She only said that about the models who are kids. They're high school kids. Remember, they specifically wanted high school kids for this shoot. So I don't think it was degrading. But why don't you just say models? Why don't you get into hair and makeup with the other models? Because they're not models. They're not professional models. They wanted to use real teeth. I mean, I know that you took umbrage with it, but I, I didn't, it didn't bother me. I mean, I also, I think I say kid, chick, you know, whatever. But for some reason, seeing it on TV, it seemed very out of place. I mean, if they were... Or why don't you join the others in hair and makeup? Like, it just seems like a very weird... And she said it again to Whitney and Lauren. She said, like, when you're arranging the clothes, make sure you can see the front for the kids. Or, like, she said it more than once, and it was odd. yeah. I mean, she was referring to the people getting photographed the whole time as kids. Yeah. That didn't bother me because they are kids. They were just, you know, high school age kids that weren't models. But I know it bothered you. It didn't bother me. It was just weird. Um, My favorite, though, is when Lauren uh, told Whitney how hangers work. Oh, Lauren Howell. Yes, yeah. Lauren Howell told like was like Whitney, like all the hangers have to be going this way so you can see the clothes. First of all, Whitney's been doing this for forever. She knows how hangers work. Whitney's on her game. Like I thought that was annoying and egregious and stupid. Yeah, I mean Lauren Howell's kind of writing Whitney about various things of that nature at this point. Um, and Whitney asks Lauren Conrad how her date went, and Lauren said, "Good. He's cute. Normal." It's like, well, that sounds like a winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> way to really sell it. You sound invested. Cute. Normal. Well, and I think what she they were... She said the word normal like it made her fall asleep. I think that what they were trying to, like, establish with this was that this was, like, her... I don't even want to say that her... Uh, 
getting over guy. You know, it was just like she was. Her, it was kind of like a baby date. Like after yeah. being done with Jason, it was just like a nice, innocuous, not a big deal, normal, run of the mill guy, normal date. Not going to see him again. I, I think that's what they were trying to establish. I totally think she did. Like a rebound. Totally think she went out with this guy before she went out with Brody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, we're going through this photo shoot and Lauren Howell's kind of bossing around Whitney and I'm imagining that's what working a photo shoot is like. She's like, Whitney, I need another piece of tape. Whitney, have some pins open and ready for me. That's like, of course what it's like. And yeah. what they did is they edited this down so that in a it eight looks like hour Lauren shoot, Howell's a huge bitch. The but, three times yeah. Lauren asked her to do something, they edited it together to make it look like she was being, you know, really put upon. Right. Um, and so Whitney's sister Jade is being photographed. She's got lots of flowers in her hair and a floral crown. Her hair's kind of like teased up yeah. very like a Midsummer's Night stream, but she's wearing a blazer. It's kind of a weird look. Um, did you catch a glimpse of her male model counterpart? No. So he looked like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like he had bl- I wasn't even paying attention. He had like blunt bangs like fully across the front and I can tell what they were going for. It was kind of like a Chase Crawford and Gossip Girl, but it was not okay. Oh. It was not okay. Um So then you see Lauren and Whitney kind of like packing up the photo shoot and Well, but before that there's a little inter- ex- exchange between uh, yeah. Jade and Whitney. Yeah. Where Jade comes in and Whitney basically just expresses the fact that she's like not having it. She's feeling really underappreciated. She's like... And when you're the one in the clothes, you should speak up. Yeah. Says to Jade, like, if you're not comfortable wearing something, like, you know... Like, you should fix this for me. This sucks. You're in the clothes. Now, I have a little side note before we get to the LC Whitney stuff you're about to talk about is, did you happen to see the photographer? I did. They flashed on him for two seconds and I put photographer Stephen Hawking. He looked like Stephen Hawking. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if he had a handicap, but he definitely like looked like Stephen Hawking and he was kind of all crunched up with the camera. Like oh, it was very weird. I'm but like, he why was is... like half lying on the ground. No, he was just standing like this. Oh, I, I mean, thought why he, you, I I thought thought he was lying on the ground, doing. leaning on one elbow. No, he just looked, he, he had, was very Stephen Hawking looking. <laughs> okay. I was surprised. <laughs> so anyway, then Whitney tells Lauren Howell that she has a dinner for Jade, mm-hmm. her sister, over on the west side at six o'clock and they're going to have to leave a little bit early. Yeah. Um, which we already know from the earlier scene that the call time was at nine and that the girls had to be there at 8 a.m. Yeah. So that's a pretty long day and to be released at six is not, it's not the biggest ask, but as an intern, you probably shouldn't be asking that kind of thing. But I'm guessing given that Whitney's family is close by, it was a family dinner and that her family was involved. And Lauren was like, Lauren Howell was like, oh, well, that's nice, but I'm going to need you to stay. And it was really funny because, like, first Whitney was like, oh, I have a dinner at six. Well, I'm going to need you to stay. Well, it's on the west side. Well, I'm going to need you to stay. Like, yeah. like, Lauren Howell kept, like, reiterating. Basically, she was like, bitch, you're staying. Like, give up your fucking dinner. Yeah. Um, and then Whitney kind of just voices her frustration at being an intern. She said, like, as much as I love clothes, they're only clothes. Yeah. And, like, I think everybody has that with their job sometimes. You know, it's like, I genuinely love doing this and I want it to be better. But at the end of the day, it's only this. Like, nothing will happen in the world if I don't do this. And I think everybody feels that once and again. Well, and the other thing was, too, then Lauren finally piped... Laura LC finally She's actually up. a more supportive friend to and, Whitney than she is to anybody else. Yeah, and says, no, 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 I'll stay. I'll get everything cleaned up. And as well she should, because as all of you know... There have been numerous occasions where Whitney had um, class or something 
I mean, where Lauren had stuff to do where, where Whitney picked up for her. So I don't think it's a big deal that Lauren picks up for Whitney a little bit. And it's, I mean, who cares? You got nothing else to do. How long does it take? And Lauren Howe was being really annoying and was like, well, it's a lot. It's a lot. Basically saying like one yeah. person can't do it. It's putting away some fucking clothes. I know. One person can do it. Like with being such a bitch. Yeah. So then, um, Lauren volunteers to put away the clothes. She leaves the shoot later, presumably. And then she's in the car. Yeah. And Heidi calls and says, are we still on for tonight? Oh no, that was before. Heidi calls on the way to the photo shoot and yes. asks Lauren if they're still on for tonight. And Lauren had said yes. Yes. So now she's on her way home from the photo shoot. Sorry. Audrina calls and uh-huh. says, the boys want to go to Cafe Sushi tonight. Are you around? And Lauren says, no, I promised Heidi I'd have dinner with her. So, but maybe I'll call you after dinner. Now, what I, my note about this call was that it sounded really canned. Like it didn't, like, I don't even think that was the call. I think they recorded it way later yeah. after the yeah. fact. Like it did not, it sounded canned. It didn't sound real. It, I, yeah. We know all about recording tracks now, MTV. And yeah. We're on to we're you. We're on to you. So <laughs> God only knows who Lauren was actually talking to and yeah. what was going on. But that was what the MTV wants us to believe. So then Lauren gets home to the apartment. Which was weirdly cleaned. Minus a I big I wouldn't stain say on super the, clean. Minus a big stain on their carpet. It was actually pretty clean. But there wasn't shit everywhere. So maybe they finally got a maid. Yeah. And she comes home and actually acts like a very typical work day. She walks in the door and immediately takes off her heels and yep. like drops her purse. and like, yeah, amen, girl. That's what I do too. And she finds this note on the table, which is interesting because mm. they both have blackberries. No, but first, and I thought this was a little weird. She walks into the apartment and the lights are off. I mean, there's not much light. Like the, like the under light in the microwave might've been on, but it wasn't yeah, yeah. And she goes, Heidi, Heidi. Heidi, well, you dumb bitch. Like, the lights, I mean, you think she's yeah. asleep? Like, she's obviously not there. She finds the note on yep. the table, which was in really weird handwriting. And I feel like we haven't caught a glimpse of Heidi's handwriting. But like, the producers wrote it? Yeah. Because that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. did not look like Heidi wrote it. No. And also, they are on BBM or whatever all day long yeah. at this point. Heidi never said, I won't be home. I have a change of plans. Like, What? Well, I think this all goes part, it, like, this all pushes forward Spencer's quest to become the villain and push the show to another level. And I'm sure the producers were in on it. And and again... For all we know, we, he just got Heidi to blow off filming. Yeah. Like, she was supposed to be at home and then wasn't. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Heidi at the movies with Spencer. Spencer. Like, presumably she just forgot about Lauren or whatever. We have no idea. And... From the inside of the theater, it's the same theater that Lauren and Jason went to back in episode three or four, when they first start dating again. But from the outside, it's a completely different theater. Yeah. So, not the Angelica. Nope. But uh, It the was outside... uh, the Pacific Cinerama. Yeah. Yep. And we don't know what they're seeing. Nope. Although there were actual other people in the theater this time. Yes. And they got a large popcorn and an order of red vines. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Like, I mean, this is kind of a dud episode. This was a waste. Yeah. Why they didn't tack this in as like one scene in another episode, like with the Teen Vogue shoot, I will never know. Well, I think they're trying to drag it out because I yeah. was incorrect. And in a previous episode of this podcast, I said that episode, I mean, season two was like 28 se- episodes long. I was wrong. It's only, I think, 10 or 12. It's episode three. It's season three. That's yeah. like 28 episodes. So I think that they were just trying to stretch it a little bit. No kidding. 
Um, so that brings us to next week. Next week, we've got New Year's Eve. I guess we skip right over Thanksgiving and Christmas and Halloween. Well, New Year's Eve is all the early 20-something scar about it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we go to New Year's Eve. There's, of course, Lauren and Heidi drama, Spencer, whatever, forever. But the exciting part of next week is that we are introduced to Lo. Lo Bosworth. Lo Bosworth. Laguna Beach alum and one of Lauren Conrad's childhood best friends. And one of one of my favorite people on the show. So and like I just listened to her podcast for the first time this week. So the down low. Get... No, no, no. Oh, she the has another one with oh, the... other friends from Laguna Beach. Oh, I listened to the down low. Oh, I listened to Lady Lovin. Oh, I li- well then she has two podcasts because I does indeed. Or then we listen to different ones. I'm oh. gonna have to check that one out. So stay tuned, you guys, next episode. We will talk all about it. Yes, we will. <sighs> And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.